so good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this is. This is Matthew Bailey alongside my critical fan in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of Bears Beats and Bailey. And it's pretty much has been, I should say, this has been a kind of like interesting week, like here uh, in, in Trinidad, just mainly because of the, you know, elections coming up. Um, and I just have the, the, the fortunate luck of um, residing near to one of the constituent um, offices now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing music trucks. I'm hearing music blasting while I was watching, well, you know, two of the three movies that we're going to talk about here. Uh, I was just, I had to deal with music, boys. So it was a hell of a, of a, of a it, was, it, was, it was something that I just needed to endure. But also in the in the wider world, I don't know all the full details about it. Maybe you could fill us in on it quickly. Um, Twitter get hacked, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Um, that was interesting. Kind yeah. of, not really. Because I mean, to me, they kind of clamped down on it, and it wasn't like an issue. Um, to me, that more a couple more things that was kind of important news. Um, you know, at least on my side of the the the, the you know the park. Uh, Black Magic basically bought a, a, a IMAX camera. For ten thousand which is like ridiculously cheap. Yeah, a twelve K camera they have. <laughs> wow. For ten thousand. Yeah, that's like yeah. that's that's like that's a thing. Yeah. So it's, like, so, so it's just now to get filmmakers now to to buy to buy them shit and and use yeah, to exactly. make some great like, films. Like that's way cheaper than say what thing on them was when it now come out. You know, it's it's because usually a thing camera, um, we call it a, a Ari Ari or whatever it is the equivalent is. Yeah, mm. Ari is like. What sixty thousand euros, however it is, or forty thousand? Uh, yeah, pro- probably around around that that amount. What is the price around it? Yeah, but uh, but yeah, this Black Magic twelve K is ten thousand euros, right? Nine thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars. So yeah, yeah. so that was just a matter for us to um. To stop skylarking and, and talking about movies and actually I have been such a shill for Black Magic for the longest hot minute. So I, like, I know. yeah, up my alley right. Yeah, I could totally yeah, see myself. I, I, I know you're you're a Black Magic uh, fanboy from yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I guess since I met you actually, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much since he pretty much since he pocket came out. And I still yeah. have a pocket. Mm-hmm. So it's that. It's, it's pretty much that. Um yeah, uh that and some other piece of news came out. Oh, I'll tell you what it was. It's not, not, not news to say, but it was going to be... I was going to have a rant about our relationship. Yeah, yeah, okay. We'll talk about it with things. Uh, it's to do it with, Cap, um, with, with Greyhound. So the rant is, you know, the legality of VPNs and, you know, what's going on there and why I think this whole relationship and how to, you know, how to sort out, you know, the okay. bullshit. But right. I, I, I'm, I'll... I'll uh, it, it, it sounds intriguing. That's all I say. It sounds really yeah, intriguing. I'll, I'll I didn't really mean to run because it was at the time I was pissed off at it, but like I, I'm not angry right now. And I just, I just had a sandwich, so like I calmed down. So it's not a problem. All right. Well, well, you you did pique my interest. So so well, maybe it might it might it might just you know you might slip it in a little bit when we actually get to green. Right. Right. Um, right. Which That's yes, true. folks, we're 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 finally going to talk about here. Yes, I know yeah. the movie came out like a while back, like about a week back there about. But yes, right. um, well, you know, because we were so caught up with the X Men review, we didn't get around to talking about that. And pretty much this episode is yeah, just us us catching up on shows that came out a while back. 
So along yeah. with Greyhound, uh, we'll also talk about um, Palm Springs. Talk right. about the old guard at long last. Um, and then two animated shows, which we'll start off with. Uh, the first one being Close Enough. And the second yeah. one being Central Park. Right. Right. So um, I will kick things off with uh, Close Enough, right? Um, this is, well, I actually wasn't aware of it up until... Um, well, the a, well the good folks at RogerEbert.com actually did a review of it. I think this was before they actually um, put out like all the episodes um, out right. through. Uh, it, well, that would be July the ninth, right? So all the episodes were post. Um, as I said, posted for a sec. Were put out on HBO Max, right? And what was interesting right. is that like if you look at the animation style, um, instantly you would think about well a really popular um, Cartoon Network show by the name of Regular Show. Yeah. Right. And it's also right. from the same creator himself, um, yeah. G.G. Quintel, right? So yeah. instantly you're like, all right, well, this is our Cartoon Network show. What's it doing in HBO Max? Um, I don't know what, what what went on behind the scenes, but yeah, this pretty much is a Cartoon Network show because at the very end you do see the Cartoon Network um, studios logo right. at the very end. You know, right. they do it with their particular style, right? Um, but yes, it's just on be- this platform here. Yeah, this could, this could have easily been an adult swim show. Right, effective. Yeah, 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 indeed. Which isn't a bad thing, but to me, it's just kind of interesting that it's here on HBO Max. Okay, all right. But yeah, right. in a nutshell, what it's about, it centers on a couple, right? Um, but well, the husband, well, it's right. So it, it's basically a family, right? But they center mainly on the fa- um on the husband and wife, right? So the husband yep. is Joshua Singleton or Josh Singleton. He's played by Gigi Quintel himself. Um, his right. wife is Emily Ramirez, played by Gabrielle Walsh. They have a daughter named um, Candace. Um, right. And basically, they... <laughs> right, so they are millennials. They are, they're actually kind of set up pretty early, right? In the early 30s. Yeah. They're living in this apartment in LA with... Um, it actually took me a while to get... To, to kind of pick up on it, right? Which is a minor gripe I have with the show, but I'll get to that a little bit, right? So they're pretty much living with their friends... Um, right. Well, the two friends who actually were a couple and they divorced her. So they're not entirely, entirely re- divorced, but they're still kind of there now, you yeah. know what I mean? So um, that would yeah, be... Not married anymore, but they're still like in a relationship together. I mean, yeah, together. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, this would be um, Alex Dorpenberger, who's played by right. um, Jason Manzoukas. Quite yeah, well, that, actually. Yeah. You immediately recognize him because it's basically the same character design. Yeah, yeah, right down to the pain and everything. Yeah, and he's look like I mean, he doesn't look like a cartoon anyway. So he does, he does. He, even right down to the buggy eyes he have too. And yeah. um, Bridget, who is well a Japanese American, and she's played by none other than McGill and uh, Kimiko Glenn, who you remember right. from past Netflix shows like uh, Orange Is the New Black and Bojack Horseman, right? And right, she just right. have this undeniably like um identifiable voice like she just has this kind of kind of how to describe it she has a she she can do the kind of cliche white girl voice like okay bye she does that right very very well um and also a lot of women who have these like real signature voices mindy keelan um jennifer tilly you know that you immediately know their voice when you hear them yeah because she just has this high-pitched voice but you just know it's her right 
we have another um well actually i should say it's more of a duplex that they live in right but um the person no i should say the landlord who owns the the um the duplex is an elderly black woman well she was a actually a retired cop her name is pearl watson who is played by mcgill daniel brooks from right. um bojack horseman sorry not bojack horseman oops from um orange the new black and also master of none which I still waiting for that season three, folks. Like, what going on? Yeah. And last but not least, we have um, Randy Watson, who is her white adopted son. <laughs> he's like the property manager of the building now. He's played by James Adomian. Um, I'm not all too familiar with his work, but I know he's a, a you know a renowned um, stand-up comedian and actor and whatnot, okay. right? And essentially, the show is just shenanigans. It's just about yeah, Joshua and Emily. Just kind of like just in some different misadventure but it mostly not all the time but mostly deals with the fact that yes they're in the 30s and in you know in in the, in the 21st century and you have to deal with the generation z world and all that kind of stuff right, and right. it's just them kind of having to deal with the fact that hey we're married now we can't go back to the oldies and you know we, we can't be all wild and drunk and crazy but at the same time it's like oh, yeah, it's, we kind of want to go back to that a bit now as made even yeah, worse now because alex and bridget uh Pretty much want to live that life still, you know what I mean? Right. So it's it's yeah. it's yeah, it's um regular show, but like if you jump in the future ten years later and make them humans, yeah, and exactly. Make, mm-hmm. And then you make that, mix it with a little bit of like Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, right? Good good references though, because um yeah, the the the, the show um like you it know like so as you mentioned Adult Swim, you know yeah it, it it's it's pretty weird. Um, it is so weird at points, and not all the time, but at points, there were like some legit WTF moments. Shit. Like I know I was watching that cartoon, but there are some like moments where you're like you know what I mean? It just catches you off guard, you know what I mean? It either yeah. freaks you out slightly, or it just it just makes you laugh. Mostly it's laughter for me. But right. yeah, um, what what were your thoughts on this full season of, of of Close Enough? Oh no, yeah, I I absolutely love the show. It was really funny. Um, it just had so many great little jokes. Again, it's it's millennial stuff, eh? So yeah. it's, it's a lot of yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of gut punches and that said it's like ooh, we had it close to the, close to home with that one. Yeah, um, I, I I I felt I felt some of those gut punches was you know, but they have a but but the, the main character really is, is a great character. Uh, they, one of my favorite episodes is the one with the old video game. Uh, oh yes, yes, that that's great. That really um, speaking, speaking of of episodes, we just we forgot we, we forgot to mention, um, in the vein of of certain you know Cartoon Network series, it's basically like um, two stories that you get in like right, twenty two right. minutes. So each episode is right. each episode per se is like about eleven minutes. So essentially, right. it's eight full twenty two minute episodes, but they split into two, with the exception of the last episode, which pretty much runs for the full twenty one right, right. twenty two minutes. Right. And yeah, yeah, again, you know, brevity, brevity is the, the solar wit, right? So, you know, everything moving fast, good pacing, um, you know, the, everything. It's mostly funny to me. Like, it, it, it very few, very few jokes fall flat. Um, mm-hmm. And it's more like just zany. It, it mixes the zany humor, then it gets the surreal, and then it does like the, the self-referential culture stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they, they had this whole Gen Z, um, oh God, what's the name of it? By, um, shit, what's the name of that old sci-fi movie? Um, uh, Logan Drun. Oh, that is actually one of my favorite favorite <laughs> right. episodes. Yeah, right. A whole bit with that. That is yeah. a great. That was episode. so hilarious, and how they dropped yeah. the ocean is all this Logan's run is like, wow. That's all we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, they, they had that. They had the one with the, the one with the house, which was I find that was oh, real hard. Yeah, the, the full house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sitcom episode, right? 
They are that. They had um, the one with video game I mentioned earlier, which I really, really like. I liked, and I thought that was pretty touching. This whole, you know, a lot of guys, you know, you, you give up on a project and you, you forget why. And it's like, wait, why forget? Why give up on this? Is a good thing. And it's, it's because of some bullshit thing that you you forget why you forget. Now, as you say, yeah, uh, yeah. that was good. Um, oh. that, that one that hit close to home. It's like, yeah, wait, that that was. I had a more moments like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh the oh the the, the time travel not, not time travel but the time dilation snail episode that was fun. with the cap oh yes 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 yes, yes I remember yeah. that yeah that was hard to I mean it it good it, it pretty good overall um uh, you know it it this work and all good good set of characters and and character moments um they don't lean too heavily on the the, the millennial pop culture you know intergenerational conflict stuff. But it does rely on that, and they have a little, a, a good bit, a little jokes about that because they, they spend a lot on that. This, you know, it's a lot about regret, but like this kind of, you know, quarter life crisis stuff that you, you get in with a lot of these characters. Now, you know, they're not mm. not midlife crisis, but it's more oh, the world getting too fast for them, and then they just carry kind of cope psychologically with that. They make it work, yeah. um, especially and both both the, the 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 husband and wife they make it work with that. Right? He, mm. he with his career and his his video game stuff, and then she with her music career. Right, she could have been a musician. With a friend and it, yeah, it, with, you with know, Bridget, mm-hmm. right? And but it was like a kind of geek band funny thing, like it, yeah. it, it's similar. Um, oh, oh gosh, gosh like Hunk. um, this, this, Dark this, Hunk um, Hunk. this, oh gosh, this comedian, I forgot her name, um, but she shows up in a lot of shows and she actually but does she, her own little um me. comedy thing, comedy, yeah, no, thing. it reminds me of, it reminds me of like a kind of Godfunkel on Oats thing they, they wanted to do, right? It's like, right, they kind of they wanted to be that as a joke band, but at the same time. Is real music and you know real songs and like it had this great oh shit it had this great bit with um I forget off the top of my head but I didn't watch it now I didn't watch it since last week though. uh when she say wait is why ah uh, shit I forget a bit but it's like she say um look at this thing over there and it just point to like five of those same things and one guy was like reading a newspaper ah uh, shit oh when they were performing right yeah no they went to the cabin they went to this cabin to to write. And they didn't have the, the she didn't want to she throw away the phone. When she threw right. the phone and the phone hit a bunch of things, that's that thing that she was mentioning. Oh, oh yes. Shit. Oh right, right, right. right. Uh, um I, I, I can't remember the book itself, but um I I I I, I remember the, the, the episode itself. And the right. person I was thinking about, by the way, is uh Lauren Lapkus. Yeah, she right. does that kind um, of um thing too. Yeah, and then they have all they have all these like great jokes about like um like the episode with Dog Boy, which is like a big reference to um this thing. Dama Dama and Jim Carrey. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And it was just them trying to relive the right. um the nineties now. Even right yeah, down yeah, to, right to stealing right. quotes from, from Dama Dama and Mask and right. you know just right. Jim Carrey stuff now. Yeah, that was great. Right. And they, they were and again to this whole weird thing with animals and so on. So I forget the actual name of the episode. The name of the episode is pretty clever as well. And uh right, and it's it's just that it does that quite well. It's 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 millennial stuff. You know, he's a millennial, he does, you know, they have a kid now, they had to deal with all that bullshit. The amount of money they have to spend, how expensive everything is. Um, you know, just this sub sub uh, there's a lot of like big subtext stuff about student loans and, and financial crashes and all this all this stuff like that, right? Mm. Uh they make it work in combination with the surreal and it flows quite well. It doesn't gel all that well per se, but it gels well enough that you don't you can ignore the supposed problems. And I, most of the problems is like more pacing issues, little small things like that. And again, if you Flat jokes I'd mentioned. Like that again, that whole episode with, with Dog Boy was just so crazy. I didn't see it. But it yeah, became... it, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. They don't have no major problems. As I say, it, you know, it, it just they make it work every episode. Well, pretty much every episode is strong. Uh 
I'll say probably the first episode was just kind of weak guys with the one with the children. Um, oh, oh right, the- right, with, with with street urchins. That's all we'll say. Right, yeah, basically, yeah, like, but but, but I would I would I would um actually let that slide really because remember this was like the very first time you're watching right. this. So you're just trying to make right. sense of everything. So it's like, wait, um, this is kind of weird, but also kind of funny at the same time. And that's how it was for me now. Yeah, they, they had a they had a good great bit with them with them they're making the clothes and it's like wait we do it we do it is is this is, is this a sweatshop? <laughs> like that, yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. But it make it. I, I I really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it it's it again. I was a huge fan of regular show and the regular show came out, came along in a weird time because I was like wait it's a why we haven't had a weird goddamn show and regular show for me is basically a spiritual sequel to Rocco's Modern Life like. Is a show that gets smarter and funnier the older you get. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it, it does that that whole stoner uncle culture of of well, a kid could like it, but also an adult could like it in their own way. And regular show was that for me. And just to see this guy get another show and have it be so like in the same spirit of regular show, but it just feels like, well, regular show ten years later. Uh that's what it feels like. And it, they make it work. And it's just this this was really strong for me. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I give it like an eight out of ten. Very, very high score. Um and it just I was cracking up during it. It had so many great little jokes in it. And it's great nerd jokes too. Yeah? Like they had a great mm. way to, uh, which is why he got signed. The, 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 the woman sent him a sign, like a, a kind of I forget, it's like a note I think with Dog Boy. And the first thing he yells out is comic sans, which is like like, yes. little shit like that. <laughs> little shit like yeah. that just crack up during because they just make it work. And it, 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 it's the style of humor that just line up with, with, with my style of humor perfectly. Now, what does you know this dude really know how to make me laugh and they make it work? Voice acting great. Everybody bouncing off each other quite quite well. Um, and yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't be mad at this. Yeah, 8 out of 10. All right. Well, dude, I, I totally agree with you. You pretty much, like, see everything I was going to see. Um, if I just have, like, just a couple of gripes, though. Like, I agree with you for one thing. Um, not all of the jokes, like, land. I, I felt like, you know, like the first half was, was really, really strong for me. And somewhere in the second half, eh, not so much, right? But uh, it was still right. entertaining, right? Secondly, um, because of how it's set up, right? Like, um, it's not one of those shows where, like, episode one, season one, it tells you everything you need to know about the characters. It does kind of, like, you have to kind of watch the whole series out to be like, oh, this is what um, Josh does, and this is what um, right. Emily does. And it's not a major, major gripe, but I just felt like you could have mentioned these things early on instead of me having to continue to watch the show to understand, oh, this is what Joshua does, this is what Emily does, this is the relationship yeah. between... Pearl and Randy and what's going on right. with Alex and Bridget. Like, you have to kind of watch along to be like, oh, just to connect the dots now. Um, but other than that, though, like I, well, like you said, just everything else would do. I really dug how fast piece it was. It was like it was fast piece, uh, but it still was able to take it take its time to to tell its um its story um its many stories. I would say. Um, I dug the the voice acting. It was excellent. I dug the animation. I mean, if you you if you're familiar with um with regular show, you should be able to you know um get used to like the style and humor and all that kind of stuff um yeah. it is mature but not too 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 mature like you say kids can watch right. it and probably just crack up a whole crazy and how dumb and inept these yeah, these, these adults are you know what I mean but yeah, adults, say, adults can watch it and you know yeah, just crack up and, yeah it's, it's kind of true you know yeah 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 no it's something that you could totally like you know just with a little bit of censorship make it work on normal normal cartoon network but clearly like the tone and aesthetic and the approach and what, what they're trying to go for is for adults. It's, it's for me yeah. to laugh. It, yeah. it, it, like, I don't know how kids could like this and appreciate like most of what they're trying to say. Even though none of it is X-rated or anything like that. It's just, 
yeah, it's like only a, and only a millennial will laugh at something like that. Only a, or a Gen Z will laugh at something like that. So it's not yeah. like thing in that way. But as I say, like adult swim, like I totally could see this in adult swim because it's not not meant to be too dark or anything like that. They don't try to no. be too edgy. It has good humor for adults, you know. And adult animation is something that really kind of comes into its own without it being too edgy or dark, right? You know, it don't right. have to be Rick and Morty. Yeah, you know, it doesn't be Rick and Morty or you know, like right. a like a love debtor robots or whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. But but yes, just just back back to our scene. But um. Yeah, there were there were tons of great well not tons, but there were some great moments and great episodes. Like I dug the 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 same perfect house episode. That's the yeah. full house parody thing. Logan yeah. Run actually is to me is my favorite episode because right. it just hit it just hit all it just it had so much gut punches, but at the same time, it just yeah. the scenario was just so goddamn hilarious though. Yeah, that, that um, VIP thing. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the VIP and what, what they revealed it as was hilarious. And then yeah. of course if Logan's run reference, I was like, oh my god, this is this yeah, is sure. awesome. Um there's yeah. one particular moment in well, this is one of my next favorite episodes, um Skate Dad, right? And it's yeah. so yeah. with Josh pretty much trying to move Candice because it's just with her like watching her tablet, just watching an unboxing video there. And I was yeah. just like cracking up because like yeah you know like for me I'm not the biggest fan of un- unboxing videos but yeah unboxing videos are a thing there but there's a moment right, right? They, and, um, uh, sorry they, they they make they make it work in the sense of like the whole different paradigms of how what who entertained by what and yeah, yeah. yeah like where directions thing like yeah like for me I'm not into streamers at all like I absolutely don't understand why somebody like Ninja is popular right like I get it from a academic standpoint like uh-huh. conceptually but Personally, I like I can't watch fucking ninja for however long, but this dude is like literally a millionaire from people watching him, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not good in video games, like he kinda good, right? Stuff like that. But Daisy right. Will. Daisy Will and yeah, that paradigm again, as I say, they, they make that work, that psychology of how to deal with a different a change in will now. They make it yeah. work. Correct, correct. Right. So so that moment in skate that, right? This is just a minor spoiler, right? Is the first few moments where Josh trying to move away from the from the, from the tablet and show her like all of the toys you used to have there, and yeah. he pull out this magic eight ball dreaders. Like, um, right. are we having any? Are we having fun? And the the, the ball responds, "We." Right. I literally pause that. And I just I just like stop. I was just cracking up. And yeah. I was crying. Yeah, yeah. It was just so It was just so direct. Like we. I was like, wow, I love this show. And then from there, it was just straight on my um one last episode I just want to mention quickly. Uh Room Barons. I thought that was excellent though, with um with Josh was high was um volunteered to be the room parent for the year. Well he didn't know it was like it was the year until afterwards. And then he ended up um hooking up with this girl who was well, she is well, I assume she was a parent, but actually she was some con artist. Yeah, that had me going though. That was that was so hilarious. But yeah, I mean if you just like that that quick piece humor, you'll enjoy everything about it. But because of the the, the subject matter of it, and I'll also love the fact that it's not entirely about that it's not entirely saying you know millennials yeah. have it bad but it's just like hey you know it's it's kind of funny that yeah this is kind of like what we deal with you know what i mean so yeah the humor is is always there um ever, like once in a while you know a joke might land or an episode might work but for, for for me mostly um yeah this is show just delivered on all levels from the zany yeah. over the top surreal humor to <laughs> the pop culture references and just the characters themselves you know just really dug how you know crazy and kooky those characters are 
and yeah, I I really can't wait to see what um, season two has to offer. So I'm I'm right there with you. I'm giving this a strong four out of five. Um, this is an absolute must see. Um, I recommend just watching all the episodes out. It'll take like about a, roughly three hours. Just if you're running through, but trust me, you need to have some water nearby because yeah, you will be cracking up so much like I did. Boy, you just had to just drink some water, just just cool off. Boy, it was a lot. But yeah, I I um was really impressed with with season one of of course enough and yeah can't wait to see what we get here with um with season two man. Yeah. All right. So another show that you mentioned to me, but I found this out a little bit later um is a show called Central Park, which is also right. an animated sitcom. I assume it's also for adults. Um, but right. it also it's also a musical as well. So. Right. Yeah, Ricardo, take it away. What is Central Park about? Like I yeah so the, sorry so Central Park is about this family that lives literally lives in Central Park. It's about this guy who uh, he runs Central Park. Uh, this is right. um, okay. I don't look up some some names, but the problems about the I, I, I have it up. I have it up. Uh, no this will be no not all right. Molly Owen Keller. Right. Oh right. So Owen Owen played like Les, Les Yodum Junior. Right. Yeah. So he and his family. He have his two kids. Molly is his daughter. Voiced by Kristen Bell? Yeah. Oh, just, just to is... stop it for a bit. Just to stop it for a bit. Sorry right. about that. Um, I, okay, so when I was made mention of this was the, when this whole bullshit about, um, oh, you know, um, white actors. Right. That's up. Right. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. So basically, yeah, Kristen Bell, but she's probably not going to be the actress anymore for the next season because of the, yeah, the whole color thing, which is kind of dumb in this case because like the character mixed race, but whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, then um, you had, what do you call it? Right, you have the son who's basically Gene from, right, from thing, and the mother who's this journalist, and they basically have to deal with Central, they deal with Central Park, the nature of Central Park, how we have to, you know, the history of Central Park, they get into all of that. It's, it's one of these shows that you, you, you cater to such a big consul, cultural institution like Central Park, and the central conceit of the, the, the season is Central Park itself is in danger, which... I haven't seen resolved yet because one more episode to go. Um, but I could take a, I could resolve, review, review the entire thing as it is. So basically, it's the four of them, and they have all these side characters, and then uh, the main well antagonist of the series also Mitzi, a character called Mitzi. She's this wealth, so, wealthy socialite who won the bio the park, and basically just get rid of it and basically put up city stuff because she do like you know, some class reasons. She kind of a one kind of two two dimensional villain. Uh, right. So here's why, it, here's why it works. It's Bob's Burgers meets okay. Hamilton. That's basically what it is. Me- meets Hamilton. All right. Okay. That's what it is. It have two people from Hamilton. It's clearly the same same animators and and uh, art style from Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. Is most plenty of the voice actors come across, and including Bob himself. Uh, if you know, yeah, he plays the mayor. Yeah. Um, Bob, right. Right, uh, so so well, I imagine it's the same sort of like dry humor, right? Just with songs. Right, so it's that same, right? So, but right, so it's a lot more experiment. It's very experimental in that sense. I've not seen a show that d- has done this where you're doing the adult animation but mixing it with humor. Sorry, with humor and music. Um, but what they do is that they'll have a scenario and then they'll like shift into a musical, similar to how musicals are, where yeah. like a theater production, you'll just shift into a song. And the song will describe the scenario, and that's the scenario. And when it the first couple of episodes, I thought it was kind of weak because it was a little clumsy in terms of how they um 
do it now. So I'll describe this as like, it's if Hamilton is really good chocolate and Bob's Burgers is amazing peanut butter, this is off-brand peanut butter and off-brand chocolate mixed together. It's okay. <laughs> better, but it's not, it's not as good as the previous if you were to mix them. But but those All right, two but, aren't... But, some, but somehow it, it gels together. Right. And so slowly over time, they, they, they want to get it right and they started like, get some, and some of the later episode songs and some real bangers I, I find. Like episode eight, I think, has a song that I, I still sing into this, to this day and I just keep replaying on, um, um, on, on YouTube because it's so well done. That is um, perfectly perfect. Perfectly perfect okay. is fantastic. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, that's... But, but, but but question, right? The 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 um the musical style of it is it Broadway or does it like incorporate like um pop or like you Again, know hip hop like, or whatever? Like Hamilton, you have a bunch of different styles. They sometimes get into hip hop. They sometimes get into this style. They get into that style for a particular wherever it is. Sometimes they go for disco. It could have a whole song about this guy who's a skater in the park and uh Owen's character to apologize to him and, and kind of work with him to get to bring him back to the part to solve a problem. You know, it's anything. It's just a style. And I was thinking, production-wise, this is like the perfect place to have a bunch of songs I will just, you'll never hear anyway. Like, I was thinking, wait, but this show kind of hard to make because you had to design a whole song and you had to get people singing and sometimes it's really more voice actors singing, so they're not really singing that well. Again, which, which, which I'll admit kind of came across that way when it first started. But then, eventually, it's like, no, you hear Leslie Odom sing proper. Like, it's mm-hmm. on a real... And they started making these songs more poppy and... and, and flowing and then the family when they come together and harmonize and sing they work and yeah that's basically the, the story is that's all four characters they all of them have, have threads um the show well it's created by josh gad right. he is the host of the kind of the the voice of his voice of, sorry the narrator character in the story and he's just like like describe what's going on and he is like a kind of one of those kind of loser violinist entertainer types in the park but he like oh. no owen because owen is around the park and that's right. it it works. It works. And I, I thought this, I would love to see more shows try this. Uh, but in the case of Central Park, it totally works. I, I think the show is funny. Um, I think it, 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 it works. It, again, if you like Bob's Burgers, you'll like this. You should, at least. Right? It's right. that same style. If you don't like Bob's Burgers, you probably won't like this. If you like Hamilton, you should like this. Yeah. It's not as good as Hamilton, but it's there. You know? So it's, it's uh, hopefully everybody thinking that um, Lin-Manuel Miranda might show up for the finale. Oh, that would be dope. That would be very yeah. dope. Yeah. Right. But I do strongly recommend this. So I won't give it as high as uh as close enough, you know, but this will get like a seven out of ten for now, at least what I see so far. Right. Mostly because the plot is pretty normal, like it's not that interesting, but like it does have some good good characterization going forward. Again, the, the mother is the character who I find most interesting because she's the she's the um she's a journalist now, so she could have her character bounce around the city for all kind of reasons now. And mm-hmm. it, so it, Smart in terms of designing which characters do what. The two children are, are quite good. The main main female character, she, uh, Molly, she's um like a she's like a, a girl who's crush on guys a lot, and she and she writes a comic and all of that stuff, funny and cute. But then you find out later she's like a kind of a chess genius. So they make a whole thing about that, and that's a whole like episode. And I thought that was quite good as well. Um, the char- so what she is is kind of mixed between, um. Oh God, the, the older sister and the youngest sister in Bob's Burgers. They like the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So yeah. one is like it's a fan fiction and thing, but then the other one real wild and like don't take shit from anybody. And then mm. the boy who's um Titus Burgess, who voiced by Titus Burgess, right. he is basically the same character from from um Bob's Burgers. The same character I find. Oh, okay. really <laughs> much different in that opinion. But right. uh, that's a character gene. 
Gene from Bob's Burgers, I absolutely love. He's a great character. So mm-hmm. they'll make that. Except that Tino seems to be musically talented, on, like, compared to Gene. Um, but that's pretty much it. It, 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 it is its own thing. I, I could easily see, the, see it growing up again. But I haven't seen the finale yet. I imagine the finale is going to be amazing. But season, sorry, episode eight and nine is when it's really started getting to its own of music, mixing with the scenario and, and flowing quite well. Episode nine is very good. Like episode nine is really like plot wise, it, it builds the story because it, it kind of comes into our head with, with them and the park and whether or not the club is going to be closed down and have a, a bunch of politics with the city and rich people moving money and all that stuff. Much like with Bob's Burgers, it does that. It, it gets into a lot of class dimension stuff. Like Bob's Burgers subtly talks about class a lot, mm-hmm. right? A lot of class consciousness in it, but it's, it's not like blatant or, or, or didactic, right? Same thing with this is clearly rich versus poor. Like, that's obvious. Like, they make it like that. Um, but they make it work. Uh, so I, I actually quite recommend it for it, what it is. My score might go up if the finale is amazing. So I don't know. But as it is, 7 out of 10. I, I, it's not gelling, as I was to say, the peanut butter and jelly, not, I'm sorry, the peanut butter and chocolate, not gelling particularly well. But you know, when you bake it a little longer, it'll taste better, right? <laughs> I got you. All right. Well, right. I, I'll actually give that a look, right? Okay, I may have mentioned um, I, that, but I did my little research and I realized, well, okay, there's one more episode left, so I was waiting. Okay, so right. when the episode when the episode shows up, when the season is done, I'll just run them through. Um, so yeah, yeah as, as I mentioned that to me, yes, I'm definitely gonna give Central Park a look. Uh, Cause just really yeah, curious yeah. to see how you know, this 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 plays out now. You know what I mean? David Dick's character is surprising where where he is. But when they when they hear who the character is, it's like, oh yeah, it's obvious it's David Dick. <laughs> like that is obviously David Dick. But I, I, I kind of have a mind who, 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 well, the character he's played. I haven't really read up on this, but I have a feeling I will know it from the moment I see the character. Not so much hear his voice. I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's no, me, that's... That character is absolutely hilarious. Eh? Like, it, and the character is very central to what's going on. <laughs> but that character is real funny at this work journey. Again, the same, right. if it's the dry humor, you'll like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm down for, for dry humor any day, Dredd. Speaking of humor, right? Where well, we 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 stick it with with comedy for for a little bit longer now. Now we're gonna talk about Palm Springs, right? Right. Um. So I will do the review for this, right? And then we'll just run through what we thought about it. I right. saw like okay. So my my history with the show is that I just saw okay. Um. This articles about oh first trailer for Hulu's new movie Palm Springs, right? And what caught me right off the bat is the star of the show, Andy Samberg, right? You know, right. Saturday Night Live, Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know, you know who he is, right? Lonely Island. You know who he is, right? And I didn't want to know much about it going in, but what I, what I got the sense of, okay, this is like a, a summer movie, right? This is gonna be the summer movie that that we've been waiting for, you know, during this whole quarantine summer, if you want to call it that. But I knew right off the bat that there was something different about it, something unique about it. But I just didn't know what it is. I, I was kind of trying yes, not, to, not, not, uh, not to be spoiled, but I was picking up a, a little something. I was like, I, 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 I have I a feeling I know what's going to happen, you know, but then yeah, I, no, I, I actually watched the show. Yeah, I went completely blind. Okay, all right. Wow, so you didn't, you didn't see anything. Okay, cool. I don't, right. yeah, I don't know what it was about. I just hear everybody say it's one of the best. So yeah. So and so it's like, I right, wait about. Let me go in. Yeah. Let me... yeah, cool. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll actually I'll actually debate whether it is one of the best of the year later on, right? So <clears throat> what is about it centers on the character of Niles, right? Played by Andy. Um he wakes up on November 9th. It is basically is the is the day of his girlfriend's friend's wedding day, right? And right. 
she's there pretty much to um to you know read read out some some you know just to represent for a friend after the wedding ceremony right um and then later on like on the actual wedding well it actually goes on to the night right so at you know after the wedding and all that kind of stuff um niles um runs into um well the sister of the bride right her name is um sarah she's played by Kristen milotti i know yeah. i saw her in something i just can't remember what it is stuff. Yeah, she was huh? in Black Mirror, the um, Callister episode, USS Callister. Oh, oh, all right, 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 right. Okay, okay, I know I recognize her face from somewhere. Right, right, right. Yeah. And essentially, one thing leads to another, they, um, they, they, they hook up. And, you know, just right off the bat, they, they just kind of established Niles as just being kind of a narcissist. It's just like, you know what, it doesn't matter, you know, if the will ends or whatnot, you know what I mean? It's just do whatever you want, right? Um. And then kind of one thing we see next, I don't want to spoil too much, but they end up in the, well, it's actually at this desert area. So I'm assuming it's there too. Well, Palm Springs being, I assume, a hotel, right? Or whatever it is, right? Um, right. So the desert around it basically is where they kind of hook up, right? They make it out and whatnot. And suddenly, one thing we see next, somebody ends up trying to, to kill basically um, Niles, right? And that leads to him running into this mysterious cave and, you know, he tells um, Sarah, don't go in, don't go in, right? There's a light that's coming, um, that's, you know, emanated from inside and when he goes inside, he gets sucked in, right? She now, being curious, she goes in and she gets sucked in too. And yep. in a nutshell, what happens is that they pretty much end up in a time loop, right? So a la, yep. you know, Groundhog Day, right? They wake up and they see right. November 9th. And it's just about the two. Well, he, he is already in the loop for, you know, for how much days, right? And well, she's in it for the first time. So she's not realizing, oh, well, you know, either whenever I go to sleep or I die, I wake back up in November 9th. Yeah, right? it's, so, it's, it's, yeah it's pretty much the same rules as Groundhog Day, more or less. Yeah. Uh, you can't kill yourself, you can't go to sleep, you know, the second you blink, you that is it, you, you, once you, you, say you, can, you can try to stay up as long as you can, but, you know, it'll work. Um, once you go to sleep, that is it, right, you reset. Yeah, um, and just to, just to roll things up, so essentially, as you would expect, um, they, they, do, they, do, they do kind of form a, a little friendship, a little bond, a, you know, a little relationship, but at the same time, you know, um, Niall's character really does undergo um, a really serious change because, you know, at, at the, at, on the one hand, he was just like, you know, just fuck everything, you know, do whatever you want. But at the same time, it's like, now I kind of want to live with purpose. I don't want to be in this time loop anymore because I've actually found someone that I genuinely love or I can relate to. She, on the other hand, is like, all right, I get that. But at the same time, we really need to do something. We really need, need to get out of this um, time loop. And yeah, pretty much that's what um, Palm Springs is about. So, uh, yeah. Ricardo, what were your thoughts on Palm Springs? Quid in completely Yeah, it's a, a, a nice, yeah, a nice little charming time loop episode. Time loop is not a new concept in science fiction, but nope. uh, it was done quite well. I, I was first introduced to it in, in the episode, cause and effect in Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, then later on uh, Groundhog Day. Uh -huh. uh, you know, then have all kind of great sci-fi episodes, Outer Limits, episodes of cartoons or whatever it is, did it. Um, Starkey Tashi one probably have one of the best ones, window of opportunity. Uh so yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with a good oh well another show that we that we review that came out on Netflix that was um Russian doll. Yes, yes, which I have yeah. still have a watch. I know, I yeah, know yeah, I, yeah. I, I suck, I should watch that. Yeah. Right. That is the next 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 kind of little time loopy something. And they make it work for this because the big the big point of it is is the you know the existentialist nature of the, the scenario, right? Yes. You're stuck in this, you're gonna do do you want to leave? You know, you get it all these, these questions about it. 
and they don't do anything particularly special with it, other than the, they change the whole Groundhog Day aspect of the, the scenario. Like, the solution in Groundhog Day is not the same solution here, right? It's a yeah. more matic scientific solution, uh, for, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I don't know how they pulled that off, too, and it was pretty, right. pretty smart. I don't want to spoil it. It was pretty clever how that problem was solved, actually. Right. Yeah. It have a couple small plot holes here, there, like with the goats. I felt I couldn't really follow how, you know, why the goat was a test somehow. Did she know the goat, not know her? I didn't get that. Yeah, well, uh, well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like typical sci-fi stuff, we have to have yeah. a, a test subject. So there'd be some random animal, right? But, you right. know, in the process, it's like you don't know if the, the experiment worked, right? It's like, That's like she the said, way it's like, why do it in the first place? But I understand. But at the same time, yeah, I no, guess it was for her to be like, okay, if it does not show up here, well, maybe it will. Okay. So maybe, no, without spoiling, maybe she assumed that it would have showed back up at a point in time um, no, afterwards. Well, but because it didn't, it's that, like, okay, well, now I, I kind of could just leave it as it is or try it for myself. I, I That's why. No, no, but that's the thing. She mentioned the goat went missing. Like, the goat didn't come back according to her. Right. I don't know. But then, and she says something like, like, I get the feeling they realize it was a plot hole and they just kind of hand wave it at oh, the end. Just, 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 just shop, um, sweep it under on the, on the, on the rug. Right. Yeah, the lampshade. Yeah. The lampshade at the end. But whatever. It was fine. Um, they make a, you know, they did the thing that I thought, they, I thought, I felt also Andy should have done what she did. Like, I thought, and yet he would have never solved it. Like, he never even tried to be like actually learn what was going on or like to educate himself or anything like that. But I suppose yeah. I just different personalities. Um, similar, similar to her character in Black Mirror, right? She just kind of you know smarter way out of the scenario now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they make they make it work in that way. Um, but then the core of it holds up, right? And then oh, another thing too is had dinosaurs for some reason, and that wasn't clear like what the dinosaurs was about. I couldn't follow well, that. Well, to be clear, they, they, they were, okay, slight spoiler, they were, they were high off shrooms. So it was, it was just like a moment that they saw, oh, like, the idea is that they, they both seen the same thing together. So, oh, we're like, connected, you know? You were, were the frame it as if the dinosaurs were there. Because I thought, oh, well, the dinosaurs experienced in the time loop too. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. It, it's one of those kind of indie moments, like those... You know, like, I, like, okay, like, like, what do you what, what do you want to stand out as a as an indie film or you know something special as far as you know just narrative films go? You know, you always have to have that one little unique moment, that one little special moment that stands out. Okay. So it's kind of like one like, of those moments. How I pick it up, there, you know, that's yeah, can, too spectacular, but it's like, I, okay, that's different. All right. yeah, the thing is, the thing is, the dinosaur show up at the end too. So it's like, what? Okay, whatever. Yeah, I I, I just feel it was just a. Uh, uh, vision or whatever. I, I could be I wrong, can, maybe I just need to watch it over. But yeah, yeah. I can follow that. But whatever. Other than these little small issues, um, I felt it it was the core of it works, right? The core of the two of them, you know, their relationship. They spend how much time in thing. They seem to have spent an insane amount of time inside this loop. Like it's implied yep. that it's like <laughs> over over a million years or something like that. Um yeah, which, which logically don't make sense because yeah, because because if it is like in, in uh, with Annie's character, if you were in this thing for so long, wouldn't you yeah. the, wouldn't you be the one trying to figure out how to get out of the loop? You know, I'm not trying to say as it. opposed to you know um, Kristen's character felt, who's just there for like about what months? You know, that's the thing. I felt they could have they could have addressed that a little better. Like it, it says about his character because they never get into his like what he about or his backstory. Now it does imply that he really hated life outside. So much that he did, like, this was not a problem for him now. 
um, which I felt they could have explored. But whatever. Um, and again, it's too much time. Like in, in the case of like say Groundhog Day, the original script was ten thousand years in Groundhog Day. But um, yeah. the way how Groundhog Day plays out, it was implied to be about thirty years or so, which is reasonable, right? In my opinion, I find you could do a ten years with this. Like, and he was there for about ten years. Whatever, it's fine. Right. Um, but yeah, they had him like they had, they were there for very very long. At least he was, and they played out pretty good. Um, they make the story. They make the story work for what it is. I can't be mad at any of it in that sense. And they resolve it, you know. They and at the end, I really like that. That post credit scene was very very good. Yeah, um, I, I really dug that that post credit scene yeah, as well. With, with, yeah, with, with boy, um, with J. Jonah Jameson himself, right? Yes, yes, J.K. Simmons is in it as well. Um, a character. Well, uh, well, first of all, actor I did expect in the show and the character he plays and what they do with the character I didn't expect at all. But how yeah. they make it work in terms of the main character, yeah, I thought was was excellent in my opinion. It, add, it yeah. adds an extra layer to. You know, the whole existential nature of the of the story, right? And I felt as I say, I thought they would have done something more interesting with it. It's not it's not too deep, uh, but if you're not familiar with the previously mentioned episodes of sci-fi and, and movies that has handled time loop and handled time loop in its own way differently, um, you would probably really love this. And I can imagine for a relatively new audience who's not familiar with the concept of time loop and hasn't been used in whatever shows, they, it's new to them, right? And they would have loved this. Like, I can imagine a bunch of people loving it, especially as a, a romantic comedy, right? Groundhog Day had romantic comedy elements in it as well, right? Because that was the story. Yeah. Um, same thing. It, it's, I, don't think it, I don't think it's as good as Groundhog Day, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. Right? I still enjoy it a lot. Just uh, a lot of 10. I, I enjoy this for what it is. Um, you know, it's, it's good chemistry. Andy and um, I forget the, the, the Chris, name. Um, Kristen, yeah. Right, the, the the two of them there. I thought they had great chemistry. The big reveal with 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 um with with Superman, Tyler Hoechlin. Yes, that yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Ty- Tyler Hoechlin is and, and, Hoechlin and, is in this as well too. <laughs> yeah, the, the strength the strength of the film is the emotional arts of all the characters, and that's why it works. And I felt if they did knit, knit up and and stitch up the the plot a little better, it would have been great for me. But they didn't do that, and nerds like me have to complain about shit like that, right? So, yeah. uh, that, well, that, just, that, just leave it for what it is, man. It's not a, right, a thinking right. man's movie. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's more the emotional arts of the characters and that's why it works. Um, right. So, yeah. For me, I, I get it as I want to all right. Well, you see how you mentioned Groundhog Day. Well, I mean that's 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 like the simple, that's like the the the, the simplest show to reference this movie too, right? Right. So another show I will I will bring up here. This is me being all film nerdy, is Harold and Maude, classic film okay. from 1971. Um, right. And essentially, this is why 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 I'm referencing this movie here um, is because of the dark gallows humor that that movie has. So essentially, it's about right. this this um this boy, well, this teenager actually. And it starts off with him pretty much wanting to kill himself. He has no reason to live, and it's just him just trying to find ways to off himself. And it's in this kind of ridiculous ways. Cause it's a it's a comedy, right? But at the same time, it's kind of funny the way how he's doing it. This kind of you know dry way, right? But in the process, he meets this elderly woman. So he's Harold, and she's Maud, right? And she is so full of life, you know, even though she's like in her seventies or whatever like that. And he kind of falls for her. And essentially, it's just their yeah. relationship together and him kind of learning the meaning of life through this woman who is just so full of life, even though she's old, right? And what, what, why, I was refer- why I referenced in that movie here is because of, one, the dark human, and then two, the existential nature of it, 
where it's like, okay, so in this case with Palm Springs, it's not just that the, the time loop. It's like, oh, we could actually kill ourselves in all these ways. We could try these things and die and not really care about what happens. But then after a while, it's just like, yo, we, we can't be doing this for the rest of our lives. Now. You know what I mean? Right. Um, <clears throat> but at the same time now, you have the love thing going in. You have the relationship going in between the two leads, right? So, yeah, that's where I got the, the Groundhog Day vibe from it, too. So, long story short, it has the dark humor of... The dark existential humor, I should say, of yeah. something like a Harold and Maud. But it's very and much Groundhog Day. Yeah, and her character is the anti, you know, you know, with his manic, manic pixie dream girl kind of character. She's not meant to be. Even though his first girlfriend is like that, right? Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. the deep one. She's actually the smart one that will solve the problems. You know, that kind of stuff now. No yeah, accepting yeah. more positive about the world than he is. She's the one who like not cynical about the world and she don't accept things as it is. She's she was really good. She's a great choice in terms of casting. Uh. Again, if you watch USS Callister, if you remember that it's kind of the same thing, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um and just to touch on, on Kristen though, I thought that she delivered an excellent performance in this so like yeah. every scene that she was in, she didn't really steal, but she just shone by I, I dug everything about the character. And I mean, she's not like, oh, I love everything and everything is all right. It's just like, look, I know everything is, I know things are shitty, but at the same time, I could kind of make the most out of my situation. And, you know, that kind of thing. Like, there's a really powerful moment where she, um, where she kind of offers a little word of advice to her, um, well, it actually happens twice to a um, word of advice to her sister, you know, we, right. as, as she's about to get married. And I thought like, that was like a really great moment. Simple, but great now. Um, and yeah. Sandberg, I thought he was great too. I, I like the fact that he's not playing the, the the typical goofy type character. He's just like, you know what? I just roll around. I'll just go to this wedding wearing like these um, Hawaiian clothes on and just not give right. a shit. Like I like that about him. He'll drink, he'll curse, he'll do whatever. But you really see how his character changes over time where he learns to appreciate life. He he laughs a lot. He does a lot of things. You know what I mean? Um, just off of his relationship with... Um, with um, with Sarah. And as I said, I really dug the chemistry between the two of them, between Andy yeah. and Christy. You really feel it off the bat, right? I really dug that. Um, and just the scenarios that they put themselves into a, a dog, and I like that the show didn't spend too much time just showing, oh, well, you know, we could die and wake back up tomorrow. I love how they right. just play on, oh, well, I could just die in the middle of this moment here and then wake back up. You know, there's a great. There's a great kind of moment, one of those moments they kind of blink and miss it, where um, Sarah dies while she's in the same car with um with Niles, right? And then Sarah wakes up the next morning and then they just cut back to Niles the day before, smiling like, Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, what I mean? that kind of vibe, right? Um and just like Harold and Moore, there's these moments where they kinda push each other to do these over the top insane things, but it kinda has, you know, consequences now. So I dug that as well. Yeah, go on. No, yeah, another thing well again, more nerd questions, right? Well, the thing is this show, um, what do you call it? Uh, Russian doll handled, I explained this a little better than this did. One thing I had a problem with was wait, you could loop back, but it is more your loop than their loop. So it's just about whether or not you're conscious of your loops. So somebody could run through several loops before you even run through one loop, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. That's kind of be weird and kind of bottom end. Like, so, but you'll still start at the exact same time or whenever it is you wake up. Yeah. Which is kind of, uh, well, well, I think it, I think in general, right? The the person who wrote this, right, or, or or directed it, probably didn't want the film to be too steeped in sci-fi or in science fact. 
Yeah, so it's, it's like you don't gotta spend a bunch of time like oh well trying to figure out you know the 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 loop itself there. And right. I appreciate that, uh, but I know like especially for people who are familiar with this concept, you know you will kind of stop and be like, but wait now, but how this happened? Why this happened? That kind of thing. It doesn't. Yeah, they it take me out of the show though. But <laughs> imagine like if I watch that again, I'll be like. Yeah, but still, if you just write this a little bit smarter, it would have yeah, make much more sense. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Is the problem is that it's, it don't seem to be one source of the loop. It's just other sources of the loop now. So you start. That's the problem is that you're talking about weird systems of causality. So it, it kind of weird in that way now. Like Star Trek Discovery did a really good job with their time loop episode. And mm-hmm. they explained everything particularly well now. Whilst this one didn't really seem to care about it. It was just magic. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And also, um, not, not surprising, they don't really quite explain what caused it. I kind of knew that right. going in. I knew that's the nature of, you know, shows like this. And it didn't really bother me that much, though. Um, other than that, though, I thought that the performances were great. Um, even right out these side characters like J.K. Simmons, I really don't want to spoil what this character um, is or what he does. But the moments with him I thought were great, especially his his back and forth with, um, with, Andy, with Andy's character, sure. sorry. Didn't expect to see Superman in this, but he make his character work. <laughs> um, but he, cause he's pretty much the um, he's the easy groom actually in all of this, right? So and I, there's a particular twist, if you want to see, involving him that I thought totally work and kind of made sense with what going on. But overall, right. yeah, what I really got was just a genuinely sweet, but albeit in a dark way, uh, romantic comedy, right? And I, I can you know, not every day you see romantic comedies with dark humor. So right off the bat, that just got me. Um, yeah, I really dug the dark humor in it. I really dug the genuine human moments in this. I like that it wasn't trying to be all edgelord about, you know, life and how you look at it. You know what I mean? It's just two characters with different perspectives that kind of, you know, realize that, you know, there's more there's there's more to life, right? So I dug that. There's really, you know, great teams that I personally love, right? And yeah, not much more I could say. I, I really dug it. As far as best of the year, I will see the show up on many people's list. This for me is an honorable mention for sure. And um, right. I really hope that more people do see it. But I would say just right off the bat, you have to if 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 you just don't like dark humor, right? If you just don't get it or you just find it a little too, you know, um you know, that's just not good nature at all, then yeah, this is not gonna be for you. But if you could dig it, but you know, just know that there is meaning behind all of this, then yeah, you will appreciate everything the show has to offer. So for me, I'll give this a strong three and a half out of five, man. I think this is absolutely worth checking right. out, though. Um, I think that this is a well, you know, Andy Sandberg gave a strong performance here, but really for me, Kristen Milotti, she stole the show for me. I thought that she was the best character in this whole show, and yeah, I I really really would like to see Andy do more of these comedy drama roles, you know what I mean? Similar to like a Pete Davidson did with uh, gosh, King of um, Staten Island. I would love to see right. him do stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah, this this was a solid outing, man. So, I really want to see this again. Um, hopefully, <clears throat> I won't be nitpicking all the time loop logic holes or whatnot, but yeah, right. I mean, it is what it is, man. So, yeah, definitely check out Palm Springs. Alright, so moving on now, let me talk, let me, let's finally talk, sorry, about the old guard boy. So yeah. I will right, so I well I want you Ricardo to do the intro for this, right? So right off the bat, never read the comics, not familiar with this yeah. world, yeah. with the story, with this character at all. Um I did watch the trailer first though because I mean it was just not so much trending, but it was just all up in my face then. It's like, you know, Netflix and 
hey, Charlie Theron, right? You know, McGill from, you know, stuff like Mad Max Road, um, Atomic Blonde and all that kind of stuff. So right. it's all right, another action movie, but it's on Netflix and it's starting to, okay, let's see what this have to offer. I watched the trailer and what I got there was sort of pretty much like a Highlander vibe where right. it's about, you know, characters, not just a character, who are quote-unquote immortal, right? But they hear the real world kicking ass, shooting people down, and, you know, it's just a matter of why they do it this for, basically, right? So, yes, um, I was, you know, like, uh, people reviewing it, people, like, you know, praising it and all that kind of stuff, and I was just like, all right, love, love that have expectations too high as yet, because I'm not sure what to expect from this one. Let me just go in as blind as I can, kind of. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I did here with this movie here. So, uh, Ricardo, uh, you familiar at all with the source material, or you just went to the blind like I did? Well, I, 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 I kind of knew it was a comic, kind of, but I was, uh, that was about it. I never read the comic, don't know about it. So, it's like, whatever. Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, well, Charlie Stern plays another Andy, uh, Andromed C. Is the name or something like that? Um, some old I, Greek thing. Um, very... Yeah, Andromache. Yeah, Andromache, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Right. Call Andromache. Andy for, um, and right. Andy for sure. Right. Right. So she is very, very old. And for some reason, she figured out that she was, for some reason, I don't know if the comic explained it, but for some reason, they're immortal. And right. it has some good people in this. So it's, it's Chiwetel of Ejo 4. Yeah. Uh, um, Kiki uh, Lane, who was it? Um, right. One of our favorite shows. Um, if only Bill she could talk. I was like, oh, right. yeah, she was in that, right? right. right, right. So, yeah, they get people. And it's basically, it's Highlander, but mooks, right? So it's people who she find, feel she find other immortals. If the immortals are away from each other, they just dream about each other for some reason. Which and, is weird, and they don't explain, but whatever. Well, again, the comic, or, the, the comic or, or if they get apart, to go explain it, right? If they make money, right? Um, so she find another woman who is immortal like her. Then they find another person who immortal like them. And I think he dies because you could find out that the immortals could lose the immortality at some point. Mm. And they just live forever. But they're still living forever. Then they eventually find a bunch of others. And they have a bunch of good bits of that. And then eventually, like, the friend goes missing. Well, she, get, um, she gets sent on an iron maiden and gets sent down in, to drown for, like, yeah. forever. So she gets like, kind of tortured, wherever it is. And yeah, then they find well the new character, just I think Afghan vet or soldier, Iraqi soldier, American soldier, who mm-hmm. figure out she's immortal. And then the big plot line is you know generic pharma pharmacological company, um, yeah. pharmaceutical company, uh, basically you know want to find them to to uh find out the secret. That's it to figure out immortality and cure problems because she was allergic for wife died from what cancer I think I forget. Yeah, it was cancer. It was cancer. Right. And then he uh, his, his, well, his, his, com- his, his colleague who is evil and want to make money or just power, not sure, kind of generic. He um, want to grab them and make them like permanently prisoners just to eventually study them forever. And that's it. Right. Not as bad as Warrior Nun. Ah, uh, okay. I was about to ask that. I was about to ask that. Yeah, not as bad mm. as Warrior Nun. But still pretty forgettable. Still pretty generic. But still not bad. Good action. You know, fine. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's something that's going to be in theaters and it's going to come and go. Um, well, well, yeah, 
here's the thing, right? Well, sorry to cut you there. Right. So let me just, I'll just do my review here, right? So speaking of, it should have been in theaters. Um, I I actually disagree though, like um, because of this, the, the presentation. Like like you're right, it could have been, but I'm glad like in retrospect shot. that yeah. But I'm glad in retrospect that it wasn't because for me, right. as I mentioned, Warrior Nun, this to me, and this is not uh, me talking bad about the show. It feels like a season premiere, a series premiere of, well, you know, if, if the old guy was a Netflix series, this would right. have been like, you know, the first few episodes just cobbled together into into one feature-length movie. Right, man. For sure. That, that's what it felt yeah. like. like um, yeah. why, why I say that too, and this is because of me how my expectations low, is that you would think, oh, it's because it's comic book and, you know, superheroes, well, sort of. Um, also because it's, uh, you know, Charlie Seren is, is leading here. You you expect this thing to be so kind of big, uh, you know, big budget extravaganza, but actually it's not. No, it's it's pretty not so much low key, but it's just standard stuff that you would see like if you're just looking for some action film to pass the time and you just search through Netflix. Like okay, cool. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like okay, they spent a ton of cash. Well, maybe they did because yeah, they they they, they do some um some you know uh. We'll 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 skip it basically. Just go from please to please right. basically. But yeah, um, it, but it to me it didn't feel like it was some big lavish Hollywood you know production. It felt like Not yeah, this is easy to have been a TV show here. You know, it's comparable to Bloodshot, right? Bloodshot was in theaters. That's all. Yeah, but but, but they still they still had some effects like they they, they throw some vfx in it yeah i mean yeah it looked like yeah. something out of the 2000s but then again that show felt like it was something from the 2000s you know what I mean? but right. still you know what i mean it, it just felt like once again like they, like i was just watching a tv show on netflix like you know it could have been um yeah. i don't know one of many tv shows on netflix that we covered in this series here but as that to me is not a detriment to the show it's just the way how it felt like to me right so i just kind of treat it as is right and um as is like you see it's Far from the best thing I've seen. I, I, I think a lot of people praise it to high heaven, and, and you know I understand why. Like uh, for one thing, you know they they they, they like the dramatic moments and you know be the character development, all that kind of stuff. Cool, I understand that. I get, but for me, especially with, with like with us growing up on stuff like Highlander, and seeing stuff like this over the years, it's not new or shocking or you know groundbreaking for me. I think the only oh, uh, groundbreaking thing, but that's not really that much. Is uh, two of the well, I would say the the old guard teams themselves, right? Who are right. well, a gay couple, right? They, yeah, uh, right. I remember like a, a lot of critics zeroed in on the fact, like, oh, well, we have these two guys, and you know they're openly gay and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, right. all right, that's nice, but that's not a reason for me to go ape shit over this movie. Just seeing, just seeing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but 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 I I, I actually I... like the moments between the two of them, but it was like. Oh my god, this is like the most groundbreaking thing I've ever seen. I remember oh. one reviewer, well, before I get to you, I remember one reviewer saying, Oh, you know, well, you know, the MCU couldn't even do this, or Avengers couldn't even do this. This movie did. I'm like, All right, cool. Yeah, non statement. Yeah, like, like, okay, this is this is this is the, the, the copy and contrast you're gonna you're gonna throw at me. All right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, so. For me, and I imagine same thing for you, Ricardo. It, it just felt standard. It just felt like a yeah. basic action film. It just has you know Charlie Theron as the lead, um, and you know she is she's great. I mean, she she commands the screen every time she's there, um, and there there are some really really 
decent um action scenes. Um they 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 are you know most well a majority of them are bloody as well too. Not over the top bloody, but I mean yeah, you know what I mean you see like these these immortals being shot up and whatnot and then they'll go back they'll pick themselves back up and you know bullets bullets will come out of the, the wounds and all that kind of stuff. Right. Once again it's stuff that you've seen before, right? Even right down to the Highlander stuff, you know what I mean? Like, oh well, you know, characters live it long and seeing the loved ones die, like we've seen that, right? Um I thought that the the thing with uh with, with Andy and well her friend, well assumed lover actually Quinn. I thought that was like a really interesting um little you know character um backstory yeah. moment that we got here. I thought that was really cool. I felt like I made that explicit. So that's why I just assume friend. Yeah. And then and then uh, well why you know hold back on that yeah, yeah yeah um but the show like literally stops in the second act like literally stops to have all these character moments like this um this other guy um what's his face um booker right um right. who's he's a frenchman and he apparently fought under napoleon and there's this thing about him watching his son die and it's all these like these little things there but the, the thing is that the movie literally stops like the flow just stops to have these character moments and i get it i understand but still it's like it's an action film you know you have to have a look you have to have a certain momentum there you know what i mean and i just felt like oftentimes it'll just stop to have these overly dramatic moments which yes i understand the story needs but it's just like all right but you're literally pausing the show for this so like let's flu, let flu, right um it's directed by gina price um bitewood um she did um she actually did um love and basketball actually um, which yes, I remember really, really digging back in two thousand. I thought that you know, yeah, I mean, she did a really, really great job here. You know what I mean? And I think this is going to be like what, um, the sell of the movie that it's a female director, pretty much directing a comic book movie and doing it justice, right? Because I'm not familiar with the source material, I kind of came out of this movie, kind of expected more, but it was just like, all right, it's just okay. Well, it, it, emotional it ends, all right. Yeah, how it ends, um, I, I, I was like, all right, well, we're getting a part two, or they're going to probably make a series out of this, or something like that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to mention that last, but yeah, they, they, they had the nerve, yes, I have to say, they had the nerve to, to yeah, have this thing at the end, and I was like, all right, I, no, but at first, when I saw the person involved, I was like, who's this? And then afterwards, I told them, I was like, oh, okay, okay, we don't want to see who it is. But you see, there was right. like, yo, yo, really? You really think it's a smart idea yeah. to, to have to have this, well, this post-credit scene, really? <laughs> I think the comic has extra material now, so it's like a series now. So it's like comic addresses all of that. So it's like it have a part two. Yeah. And well, okay. So um, and then well, just last gripe I want to say. Well, I'll probably might be one of a few more gripes. Um, I felt like in terms of just the overall style, the overall aesthetic, it it just felt like I was just watching just another Netflix action show. Like, there were moments I, like, which really did feel like I was watching Extraction, you know what I mean? Um, which, I mean, let's that, that, see that Extraction is a better show, and I've seen that, right? But yeah, like, you know, the whole mercenary stuff, doing the mission, um, shootouts, and, you know, people getting killed and all that kind of stuff. Like, even the Extraction had a 12-minute, like, long take, like, say what you want about the movie, be, yeah, you, could, you could deny if the movie is good or not, but at least you could take away that 12-minute scene. Yeah, it's just like, all right, well, you have moments where characters get shot and pick back up and fight and right. grab, you know, medieval weapons and, you know, slice people. Okay, that's really the sell. Like, you have to give us something that I will take out, like, oh, this is what makes it stand out from the pack, you know what I mean? But I didn't really get that here. 
But other than that, though, um, I thought that the acting was great. Um, mostly, you know what I mean? Um, I thought Charlize was great. Kiki was great. Um, the, the guys who were alongside her were great. Um, I did have an issue with the mean body. I felt that he was just generic pharmaceutical yep. owner 101. Yeah. I need to be, you know, I, I need these people. I need to, to, to find out what makes them immortal. You know what I mean? You only think he just misses just a, a mustache tool around, right? Other right. that, he yeah. just felt so basic, so by the numbers. Um, even um, Edge of Four, I was worried about him being, <laughs> being kind of by the numbers too. But because of the backstory they gave with his wife, I was like, all right, all right, I could, I could kind of yeah, let like your, your, your two-dimensional character slide. I could let that slide. But um, last thing, that's just what I say. I, I think overall, my issue is just how familiar it all feels. Um, you know what I mean? It just once again, it just feels like, you know, just stuff that we've seen before, concept that, we, that we've seen before. Um, and then also, too, I feel like dialogue-wise, it, it was, it was kind of, like, varying towards, like, okay, like, I understand that it's not the real world, guys, so you're not going to talk like real people do. But it just honestly felt like, you know, <laughs> it was really good comic book, which is kind of good and bad if you understand what I'm saying. Like, you know, some of the, the dialogue itself, not the way I was delivered, but the dialogue is kind of Kind of on the stilted generic side of things. That, that was yeah. Just, yeah, just like, well, we must do this to stop this. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, yeah. well, yeah, okay, 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 okay. This is a sci-fi original movie. Kind of dialing back, folks. We, we get it, right? But yeah, other than that, though, um, I mean, if, if well, before we get to your last thoughts, right? So I'll just do mine one time. Um, if you're just looking for something to just pass the time and you have two hours literally to spare, yeah, I mean, give this one a look, bad, but um, don't don't go in expecting anything too out of the ordinary, too spectacular, too you know thing. Um, as far as Charlie Sterling as a as an action star goes, um, I would love to see her in more action films. And I mean, I'm not gonna say that this was a step down for her, but I wanted to see to see her do more. Um, I'm intrigued by the will of the old guy do, and I would like to see it um, built more with. Uh, well, I guess, you know, once again, it, sh- it could have been a series, but it's not with another movie. Um, but for now, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, you, you get, I watched it, and it was like, all right, it's fine. Not, that does, not, not like what uh, people, how people hyped it up to be like, you know, this this game-changing action film. Like, it's not really that, right? But then after, like I say, if you have a little two hours to kill, yeah, give it a look. But I'm not too sure if... if um, if it warrants a second viewing in a hurry. So, written wise, uh, decent or strong, three out of five, man. It's, it's tight for what it is. It's tight. So, Ricardo, any thoughts or any more thoughts yeah, on the show and written? Not, not much to say. I mean, I, I pretty much all my complaints from, from Warren on this in this more or less. Um, you're doing a thing, you think it's clever. It was hot. It was hot shit kind of back in the 90s. No, it isn't. Like, uh, if you're into this, fine. It was, yeah, really bog standard. I couldn't really... It had nothing really for me to latch onto or find it engaging or anything like that. But I have people out there who like this bullshit, so whatever. Uh, cool. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything to add on, to tell you the truth. Right, so, 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 retail-wise, what, what will you give this show? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Warrior, don't get what? A 4 to 10? Yeah, 4 to 10. Yeah, 4 to 10. Oh, you're not, going not, that low. Okay, you're not even going to give it a, a, even a low blight? <laughs> no, nah, yeah, it was like, it was really, like, really bog standard. It wasn't doing anything for me. It was really nothing, nothing there for me. So, you know, if you're to, for at least to get a five, you had to be like, all right, you're doing something. This wasn't doing anything. It's just kind of running in place concept-wise. Not that interesting. It's like Highlander was way more interesting than this back when that was out. 
you know, yeah, you can't. That, you that can't, was like what eighty six when the first movie came. Yeah, you can't. You yeah. can't come with a thing. That's the thing. You can't come with the thing after the other major thing, and then do 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 surpass it. Like Thailand, I'm superior in almost every way. Yeah, and and, you know, and, and and just just concept wise, like look, mm-hmm. modern day modern day warriors, red fighting with swords in the real world, well, that's chopping thing, heads off. Okay. Like you know, they, 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 that's all you could take out of these movies. I mean, even though the yeah. quality just went just deteriorated after the first one, this okay, one so is just all right. You have immortal people, but they have guns and they shoot it on people. Right. Okay. All right. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had, they had one thing that was kind of interesting, kind of, when Chirrut Ch- tells she, oh, well, you know, you being alive and shaping the world somehow, you know, is incalculable. Which they could explore, though, and then they just right. opted to go for this kind of, admittedly, kind of cheesy, um, uh, not post-credit sequence, but yeah, um, end title sequence where you've just seen a bunch of um, photos and, you know, the typical, right. um, oh gosh, I forget what you call it, basically, where... You see it in, in tons of shoes where they have like a bunch of um, pictures and you always have like these like threads, you know, connecting each one and oh, okay. well, you know, that that generic stuff now. I was just like, yeah, we all, yeah. We all could explore this even more though. But once again, right. it just felt like a Netflix show with a Netflix budget now instead of a, a big Hollywood thing, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Well, nothing else to see. Yeah, but uh, if I uh, have one last thing to see though, I w- I w- like I say, like, uh, uh I really would like to see what she, what um, Gina does with the with the sequel. Like, if we do get one, because um, I like to see this world expand even more. Though, but I would say though that she really, ha- well, hopefully she'll step things up story wise, acting wise, action wise. Like, she really need to raise that bar a little bit longer. Here's just like, all right, I gave her my feet wet a little bit. Okay, cool. Now that we see how we could raise the six now with the second one. So, yeah, we'll see if ever we get a sequel. That is right. All right, the last thing's last. Let's talk about Greyhound. Um, this, yeah. well, I want you to to do the synopsis if you don't mind. Um, so essentially, this was a movie that was supposed to be theatrical release, right? I remember yeah. a trailer coming out. I tried to avoid it because I didn't want it to be spoiled. But I just saw Tom Neal, Tom Hanks, when you know, when that that um that that hat. I was like, all right, well, clearly it's a war film. You know, I mean, just from the look yeah. and aesthetic of it, right? And yeah, it it's pretty much that, right? And also, I didn't know going in that he also wrote the screenplay for this. Like, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's based on a book. Yeah, but because right, it's it's based off of a book, and also, well, inspired by three events actually, right? But oh, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, but because of that runa, because of that runa, um, we could get it in theaters. Um, and I know that right. the way how it was marketed, it was like, oh, well, yes, you have to, you have to see it on big screen. You have to. I mean, it's a war film. I mean, we want to hear those explosions and. You know, duck. You <laughs> where we where we see gunshots yeah. and whatnot, right? But last thing I want to say though, um, because of the pandemic, it made its way over to Apple TV. So um, it made its official release um, on July tenth. Um, I know a lot of people talked about it, but yeah, we finally gonna talk about it here. So Ricardo, what is Greyhound about? Right. So Greyhound is about this this um it's effectively what I, what is exactly it's a PT boat. Uh, World War Two is an escort boat. Yeah, a bunch of allied ships, basically. Yeah, right. Yeah, supply ships mostly. You right. know, civilian stuff. You know, guys who know you can't fight. So just cross the Atlantic. Uh, problem is that you have a bunch of German U-boats um, coming out to deal with them, and U-boats are notoriously difficult to detect and very dangerous submarines. You know, deadly. So they had to. They the whole specialty is just dealing with these U-boats and protecting against U-boats, and they have to deal with. So it's it's the Greyhound versus well the Grey Wolf. Uh, this 
guy who was this unbelievably disrespectful German who was taunting him. <laughs> and basically, they just had to, yeah, they just had to just survive getting through, I think, what, four days? I forget how long it was. It's uh, about that. Just just basically yeah. without without aerial support at all. Yeah, without air support, right. And they had to wait for it, and they, they, they didn't think it would have been an issue, but it ended up being much longer. And what happens is that they, well, in the middle of the story, they do they make a weird decision. The captain make a, a kind of tough decision, and he kind of get fooled. And then mess them up now for the last day. So it's, things get tough. So you have to make some real tough calls. And yeah, it's basically, you know, your dad's Navy movie. That's what yeah, it is. That's that's what yeah. it is. Right now, having the, the, the main character well be Tom Hanks and be this old American guy, dad. basically. Yeah. 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 The American, the American dad, the American dad, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this. I didn't think that this would have been as good as it was. Um, you know, it's oh, just, okay, everything you is loved it. All right. It's, Everything is, is standard by the book stuff. Uh, I'll say the only, I have one complaint about it, but it's not a big issue. Um, and I can't tell if it would have been a problem because I would rather watch it on a big screen to know. I am a little resentful that I couldn't see this on a big screen. That's all I'll say. All right. Um, I thought it was great. I, I really liked it. Um, again, everything is just by the numbers. Everything is just protocol and approach. And, you know, I'm a big, big Star Trek nerd. So to see all this Navy stuff play itself out, is, is awesome, you know, EXO, you know, you, you make a command, the EXO make the command, and then everybody make their call and have to do what they're doing. Everybody know their job, everybody competent. If somebody fuck up, they'll know, you know, and it, it, everything is life or death. And it's about just handling a situation, how to handle uncertainty. And yeah, Tom Hanks is a great, you know, captain. <laughs> That's why it works. Yeah. Um, and it's just them them having to deal with these with these U-boats. Now. And I think they right. take out what a total of, they have to deal with up to four U-boats. I, f- I forget how many U-boats in total. Um, um, I don't know how much in total, but I would assume it's about that amount you said, four. Yeah, and that is like a tough call. One U-boat is precious, but yeah. four, and all in there basically is moving like a, well, quote-unquote, wolf pack. And uh, they make it work. Uh, they lose a bunch of ships. They, they they lose some close people to them on the boat itself. There's a, that's a great scene, a uh, really touching scene. And yeah, they, they just, is everything is just, well, matter of fact, you have to, you have to move on and, you know, do... do you know, be too hard on yourself about it. And it's a, a soldier ship, right? It's yeah. just, again, your dad's, your dad's movie. And what I'll say, this is the first complaint. I'll say it it doesn't, it's less of a war film and more of a war exhibition film. That's what it felt a little too much like. You know, everything is very clear. Everything too, not, nothing messy at all in that sense of everybody mm. obeying instructions or, or communication doesn't seem to break down in any way. Yeah, there's, there's no kind of opposition or anything. Nothing like, right. nothing like that. That is not a problem for me. Um, I, I, I didn't have a big issue with that per se. Secondly, as, as I said, this is something I could only judge watching it in big screen properly. But like on my monitor, I it felt a little... Um, some of the special effects didn't feel finished. Felt a little dated. So it, especially like when it's time to watch the waters and the big scenes from the top. It feels a little unfinished. I, I know it's like gray skies and everything, so it's grayed out like that. Um, everything overcast, but uh, it felt a little. Some some, some stuff felt just felt a little too shiny and unpolished. Um, sorry, well, polished, too polished, as in mm. unpolished special effects. That's a, that's all I mean by unpolished. And it could have it felt it could have feel a little more gritty. Quite ready, too much of it felt a little too green screen. Um, that is about it. Everything else I thought was fine. I I loved all the characters. All the relationships are set up. Tom Hanks held the film. He was great. Um, it has had a great arc with what was going on here. It's just a, st- a simple story. You know, similar to, like, you know, a simple daily life of, like, Dunkirk or, 
one of these these all these war war movies, you know, Bridgerny with a choir, whatever it is, right? Mm. Uh, this really worked in terms of like just strategy, tactics. You know, if you remember a little thing called Das Boot or Hunt for Red October. Yeah, I like remember that. those shows. Mm-hmm. Right. Kids and actually parents about those shows, eh, by the way. Yeah, and it, they, they just, they, I thought they nailed it in terms of just that, that approach. And, and if you enter that military aesthetic, which I am a big fan of, if you do it right, uh, it works. And they made it work. Um, good characterization. And I didn't have any major problems with it in that sense. So that's me. All right. Well, <laughs> here's, here's where things going to get a little interesting, though. Um, there is a great film in this. But right. there are some issues. Okay, so how does how, how all right? So let me, let me use Green Howard as an example itself, right? So if the ship itself was the movie, yes, it's it's great, right? But circling it, right, we have some some noticeable flaws with it though. And unfortunately that took me out quite a few times with the movie. That's not to say that the movie is terrible or it's unwatchable. It's just that I felt that, you know, there was just a few things that could have been tweaked that could have made a show. Um, this that's a worthwhile experience for me. Like, I just got it. I was like, all right, this is fine. But I came out of it, honestly, wanting a bit more, right? So I'll explain briefly what it is I mean, right? So first off, I agree with you with the visual effects, um, especially like with the water effects. There were a few moments where I was watching it. And because we have no choice, we had to watch it we monitor. I felt like yeah. it have a sort of unpolished look to it. And yeah. yes, we could get with the fact that okay, we we work it with um with you know certain times of the day, so it's mostly like um like dusk basically. But still, some of the, the water effects kind of look a little choppy, so to speak, right? But yeah, I, I don't know if it's just the way it was presented on our screens, but yeah, I imagine like if it was just blown up to to show in theaters, it wouldn't have looked that good. You know what I mean? But yeah, so it have a little unpolished this unpolishedness with the, the visual effects, I would agree. And especially like when they uh like when they zero in on people's faces, like you know, Tom Hanks and Jesse Guys on the boat itself. Yeah, like even I myself was watching like, yeah, you know, it, it really does feel like they are part of a green room. Not so much that they are in the environment that they're supposed to be in. Yes, you could throw whatever water effects you want to, but still it kinda of feels like they're in a green yeah, that, room. That sky captain will do tomorrow look yeah 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 that, that that's a good reference yeah for real, for real. yeah um also but to me this is like the main 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 reason main issue that 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 i had with the show um it's linked well sorry two reasons one it's linked i felt that it was too short for what it was um i oh, okay like I, the movie can... clocks in at about like what uh 85 90 minutes and I felt like it just could have been just like a five, ten minutes longer. Alex, I'll, ex- I'll explain what I mean. Like I understand in terms of what they were setting up, like tension wise, right? They wanted right. to be quick, you know what I mean? Just well, like think of it like how uh, old Dunkirk was, which like in comparison to other Nolan films is fairly short, right? It's we're like about an hour and like 40, 45 minutes, right? But you see, it was mostly built on tension, right? It was just like okay, right. we had an app is running, and then the story ends. That's what it's about. I felt with that with the well, I have a I have a feeling that this is what they were going for here with this movie, right? Where it's you where it's mostly built on tension, right? Here's the issue. I felt that this is like my next gripe. I felt that character wise they could have just given us a little bit more, you know, 
fleshing out they could have fleshed out the characters just a little bit more uh, right. especially with with Tom House's character because yeah like what we, we get him. as far as like what we get at the, in the beginning was just him meeting his his girlfriend who's played by Elizabeth Shue she, right. that's the only scene that she's in the show there's you do ever go back to it at all I just felt yeah. that was just there to be like oh well you know it's mostly a show with a bunch of guys but let's have a moment with you know a woman in it so we don't get accused of no, you no. know certain things uh, we don't learn. That's it. We don't learn anything in depth with these dudes. Like we just know, you know, they're good navy men, and that's about it. And he, he like, right. kind of learn any names of these of these dudes for the first time because it's his trip. So yeah, he kind of mispronounce a couple names. You see him mispronounce a couple names. It's some people who serve him are good while now. You know, that's the thing. You, you get the feeling that it's more we meet him for the first time, and they thought it would just been a standard kind of thing, and then it turned out to be this harrowing experience that they barely lived through, right? Exactly. I, that's what I kind of got from it, and that's why I don't have a problem with. The thing I, I I do understand what you say with the length, like you can establish the characters a little better, but yeah. that to me just, kind just of like a five ten, just a like five ten minutes or something. Right, just a I, mean, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that because my attitude was no, it, it they didn't think it would have been a thing. Like it was just oh, we just escorting some ships, that's it, and right. then it turns out to be this nightmare. Um, right, right, right. So right. yeah, you're, you're right, but but um and yes, I, like I would understand some people would be fine with this, right? So. It's like the more I think about it, the more reasons set out unravel, right? So bear with me. So another reason too is because it's centered on Greyhound itself. We don't see yeah. anybody else in the other yeah. um, ships in the convoy. So you're right. with these characters though. So you kinda want when you know the shit is the fan, you're like, okay, I I'm rooting for this guy to survive. Like not not to say we want anybody in this in this ship in this in this movie to die, right? But you you want to invest your time with them, nurses. So it's like, oh well, something happened to him. Oh, you know what I mean? I I, I want to feel concerned or whatnot. But because right. they mostly center on um, Tom Hanks, I pretty much leave everybody else, you know, in the background, even right down to to poor um, Stephen Graham. I mean, he was fine, but could I get any more? Um, the one who really suffered the most too was um, Rob Morgan, boy. chef. Was the chef yeah. character? The chef yeah. character, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All he just does basically is just, hey, sir, you know what I mean? The, 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 um, gosh, the, your breakfast is ready, sir. The sandwiches are ready, sir. That's right. pretty much what they have him do. And what's it? This doesn't mean that picking and seeing that everybody, every man, Jack, have to get like a one, two moments to, to, to try and do the little Oscar worthy performance, but. Still, like, all right, these are real people in this ship, and this is why I, as right. a viewer, and I going into the story for the first time, and not knowing the the backstory itself, because sorry, I don't know everything World War Two. I have to kind of care about these characters, though, but because it's just centered on me and one person, it's like okay, um, but what about everybody else, though? You know what I mean? So that that was yeah, that guess- was another issue I had. Yeah, again, I didn't really have a big issue with this because, again, it's more, it's a war exhibition kind of thing. So it felt like my attitude was, it's, this is just a matter of fact kind of situation. And then right. it lies entirely on visual language. So uh-huh. you have to just pick up little, little cues, little characters being clearly this character nervous, but we're not going to, like, see his perspective for too long. Like, that is one great moment where they're talking and then the little boy is, like, watching them. And then they just kind of walk off a little distance. Like just a little further in the back, just yeah. to explain the situation, how desperate they are, little stuff like that. Right. His death, okay, uh, is like I'll I'll say I do have a, I do I can imagine people saying it's a complaint because you know it's even though it's a product at the time he's just a chef and then they they, they kill the black guy right. And yeah. yeah. 
I, but I didn't have an issue with that because, again, you could tell that, you know, he's he serving with him a long time. And then, you know, again, was hell, he could die at any time. And, and it was like a big surprise because they didn't, they didn't expect the submarine to fire while servicing him. And yeah. they kept him off guard. And then they just say, look, mutilated bodies. And they keep it like that. They had the thing, they had a, a funeral, and then they move on now. I felt that worked. I didn't have a big issue with that. Yeah. Um, you didn't need, a, didn't need to be more than that now. Um, right, you know, so you didn't need to extrapolate on, on certain things. I nah. understand. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I was glad that they just they blazed through that. Like, it was just pace and pace. Moving right, from right, to right. Get yeah, and, and, and I would I agree, though. Have... Sorry, go on, go on. Yeah, that's why I don't have a problem with the length. No. Yeah, and I would agree, though. I mean, pace is, is what it kneels. It kneels it down just... you know, near perfectly, right? And, you know, for, for yeah. many people, they will appreciate that. But for me, who just want just a little bit more detail, though, is just like, all right, you could... They, they really could have, you know, expanded on certain things. So, um, right. also, just minor gripe, minor gripe. I'll get to the good stuff in a bit. I felt that the, the, the show relied a little too much on the score to, to build tension. And, okay. you know, I, I looked up the, the person who actually did it is actually Blake Neely. I'm like, okay. would do, the, you know, the composer for Flash and majority of the CW superior shows. Like, would do. Get, get your money, son. Get your money. <laughs> but yeah, I, I felt that it relied just a little too heavy on 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 the music to 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 sell it, and it wasn't like um you know Dunkirk where it just had that seemingly endless um you know Shepherd Stone, which really kind of like I do encourage right. some people, but to me it just kind of build the tension even further. But yeah, this case is just like okay, we have to have the music sound dark. So okay, like for us who kind of have to get used to what's going on. It's like, okay, I should feel this way because the music's telling me this. That's how it felt, right? And last thing, last, so this minor gripe, though. Um, I know it has some people out there that just don't care for, you know, naval films or war films. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, detail, you know what I mean? Like, just figuring out where the enemy is and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, yeah. you have to you have to know those kind of things now. If you just yes. like war films where, where it's just soldiers running, ducking, hiding, and shooting, it's not that. It's... Naval right. warfare, that's what it is. Yeah, right? no, it was, it was, it was a more, it was, I'll say it's, it's a less humanistic Private Ryan and a less humanistic version of uh, um, Fury. Um, it's that, right? Okay, okay, I thought guys see Das Boot for a sec, right? No, no, you're learning, yeah, yeah, it's just Navy version of that, but you're not learning about them or you had to learn their personalities on yeah, that shit. It's like, no, it's, it's real trooper, it's real soldiers, it's real, yeah, sorry, yeah. it's real. And, you know, it's not characters that just they're trying to flesh out and you had to learn about them. None of that. Right, right, right. I well, this. Yeah, so, so well, good. well, I guess I guess in my part, though, um, maybe it's just my expectations, you know, me, me right. having seen war films over the past few years, expecting something like that, now, but I didn't really get that here. Now, yeah, it, I, it does, I, I, does, what? Yeah, no, yeah, and it does cater to a certain military aesthetic that, that I like. Like, you know, yeah. like I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of Battlestar Galactica. So when the characters like sort of get go down, you get a good sense of real military um, sen- sensibilities. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sort of... I, I, I understand. Yeah, I, I get, that. I get it. Um, yeah, so yeah, but, yeah, kind of clinical approach to how everything is. That just right. point and shoot basically. It's strategy and whatnot, right? Yeah. But yeah, but so for so for me, I guess I should have watched the trailer. Yeah, it's one of those situations. It's one of those circumstances, right? I should have watched the trailer. I should have known going in what to expect because, yeah, I knew what to expect with 917. I knew what to expect with Dunkirk, right? So I went to expect you know, a traditional war film. I didn't quite get right. that, right? So, yeah, it's, it's one of those, you know, um, scenarios. 
Um, and I guess, you know, I would have enjoyed it more, you know, with my first view in there. But I guess, you know, with more viewings, I will appreciate this movie more for what it was trying, what for what it is and what it tried to do. Um, along with the piece, I really dug Tom Hanks' performance. I mean, of course, you know, he's going to shine, but he does really shine here. I like how yeah. vulnerable he makes himself. You know, he's not yeah. just a stoic person who knows everything. He's like, you know, literally on his feature throughout the entirety of this show, just trying to figure out what yeah. to do. It's not like he's all in up and he doesn't know what to do. He has to give the right orders, you know what I mean? And he's just watching everything yeah. observe. And, 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 you know, ever so often he might make a bad call or whatnot, but he has to pick himself back up and just right. move on, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's not just his boat, but the others as well in the convoy, you know what I mean? So I really dug that. Yeah, I, I like I like to get into that aspect of, you know, you don't ruminate too much on what ifs and what I could have done and money, money, quarterback, you know. And it yeah. is how the characters, you know, you did the writing of the information you had at the time. And they made that work. Like little stuff like uh, when the guy, they, 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 they had the decoy and he ended up making the way of depth charges on this decoy, you know. That was a yes. great moment. Yes, that was a great moment. And, yeah, I would, I won't lie. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, I should have caught it too. And he's like, no, you did, you did exactly what you need to do. Sorry to say it. Some, it has some fuck-ups that you could just, you, you, you could tolerate, and other fuck-ups you can't tolerate, and you don't know to demarcate that. And they right. did, did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. But um, just say closing, just, just right? So, um, yeah. So, like I said, I should have gone in, you know, knowing a little bit more of what to expect this show, and I would have appreciated more for what it is. But, um, and, I, and I really will make the effort to check it over again, you know. Just treat it for what it is and not expect it to be like some other run-in-the-mill uh, World War II film, you know what I mean? Just appreciate for what they were trying to do because you have to give credit where credit is due. I mean, um, Tom Hanks actually wrote the script here. He's not yeah. trying to make your typical war film. He's not trying to make your typical naval film, naval, um, naval war film, sorry, neither, right? So I have to appreciate that at least. Um, so while my score at the moment is a decent, a strong three and a half out of five, I have a feeling that with a couple more viewings and just me kind of shutting off the nitpickiness in my brain, I'll appreciate this movie a lot more and it might bump up to a four or perhaps not a four and a half or a five. That, that, that at the moment, but maybe a four. And who knows, this right. actually could make it to, uh, you know, like a um, honorable mention. Yeah, I have, a, I have a feeling it will make it there. Because uh, there is a lot of good in this show. It's just the aesthetic, the, the way how it's presented me throw some people off like like how it did me um but i say you know give it a chance and you know you'll appreciate you'll appreciate it but this is one i know for sure that you know will get better with subsequent views so yeah i um, will just make a mental note to yeah definitely watch this over yeah no, I, I i i loved it as it is again it is very clinical but i that that stuff does work for me personally um so that's why it, it, a lot of it worked for me i get us i get us eight out of ten um, right okay okay cool yeah i'll say it was pulled down by somebody production value and it really felt like it somebody green screen a little too green screen and the light and look a little off but i just my monitor i couldn't tell if you know it was working and i said actually like if i watch it on a, on a tv screen with a more cinema aesthetic look i'll go look or if i change up my once a little bit how you look if i change up just you know vlc have little little, little settings you could change but i just watch it as it is and i'll look yeah. a little flat um yeah, well, little I, I should have to i should have to tweak you know, my, my, well, I use VLC as well, too. Like, this is exactly. not, um, that, that episode of Game of Thrones, um, fire season right. where they talk about how dark it was and you had to literally, br- um, <laughs> raise the brightness to see it. Like, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not right. going to do that, man. Come on. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so that, that's about it. I don't have a problem with it as it is. I, I really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, you know, just strong emotion. Yeah, they made it work. Um, 
you know, just, just it's quite matter of fact. Everybody communications, everybody dry, everybody straightforward, everybody doing what they had to do. You know, they're telling little, they're cracking little jokes on here or there, but it's like for the most part, it's a surprisingly um, almost cinema variety approach to to, to filmmaking. Um, with oh, that's, that's that, a good ref- That's a good point there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really does what, have that cinema verity feel to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. and that's why no, no, no fluff, just, just yeah. Hey, this is what it is, right? Deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was about it. So yeah, for me, yeah, total ten. All right, nice, nice, nice. All right. So with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you online? I'm at RMDDY on Twitter. You can just type you know at RMD on Twitter and then type in Ricardo but on Facebook. You can find me there. All right, on Twitter you can find me at Bear Beat Bailey. On Instagram you can find me at Bears Beats and Bailey. On Facebook, just look for my name, Matthew Bailey, along with the Legally Black blog, official fan base, where you find the latest podcasts as well as the ones that we've done over the past five seasons, including retrospect reviews. So, uh, stuff to look forward to. Um, well, well, we have the, the. Well, go on, go on. Start off. Mm-hmm. Tenet came out in Australia. So, that's that. It did? Yes. Look up, right. look up. The official launches July 16th or July 17th in Australia. Someone on my one of my groups said they, they watched it already, so I had to go back and investigate if they really watched it or not. God, I'm surprised they would have re- respond on what the show about. I'll probably give a non-spoiler review. But I feel they have a gag order, so right, that might right. Because I, I, I was kind of worried if we were ever going to get this, because I, I didn't read the article, yeah. but um, apparently, like, cinemas, well, in the United States might be closed indefinitely right. until 2021 so i'm like um are we still gonna get tenant and mulan and wonder woman 984 I'm are we gonna get these things i'm expecting to see tenant in sometime late august i expect around that time it should come out properly and nolan really don't want to stick to it but like i feel nolan gotta pull off and just say you just launch it in the rest of the world that actually handle covid properly and fuck america <laughs> sorry to yeah say. all right well I, I personally would love to to, to, to see Tenant um, next month. Um, and I'm actually like, uh, I actually would kind of love to designate an episode to do like a, a spoiler review, you know what I mean? Like a collab or something like that. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, uh, like, okay, like I was I was like this close to give it up on seeing this movie in August. But now if you tell me this thing that came out of Australia, I'm like, all right, well, maybe there's, yeah, there's some hope. So now there's uh, so somebody going to leak it online. So it's like, whatever. Yeah, and that will piss off Nolan. That will piss him off yeah. very, 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 very much, right? We, so we don't yeah, want that. that Trump and yeah, him. fuck him. Yeah, yeah. You, we, 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 we clearly wouldn't like Christopher Nolan when he's angry, right? We wouldn't want that. Right, it's right. like no more IMAX movies for you, ha. Ah. But uh, as far as like Netflix stuff, um, we have the Umbrella Academy season two that's coming up very soon. I'm actually recapping season one. Speaking of recapping, we have Doom Patrol season two. Right, that, I don't, um, I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, which um, I only watch like the first three episodes and I want to start back from the beginning just to familiarize myself. Also, um, Stargill, which, uh, yeah, I only saw the series for me and that was it. But, um, yeah, I will um, make the effort to, to check that out as well. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of, well, what good show or movie comes out and we'll make the effort to check it out. Okay. And, yeah, that's pretty much about it. So, what's here, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Match Bailey Ricardo Medina. And we are signing off for another episode of Bears Beats the Billy. So, till the next one, take care, stay safe, in and out. Peace.